right now. It's back to Cook's Mshungu on 702. It's 15 minutes after 8 o'clock. Time for us to get into our parenting feature. And as mentioned, we're talking about the importance of inspiring your child's curiosity, the importance of your children looking around at the world and asking why or how does this work? And we're joined on the line by our human potential and parenting expert, Nikki Bush. Nikki, before we start, I asked the listener, uh, what are some of the difficult questions kids have asked you before? Peter on WhatsApp says, my sister's son once read an ad on the side of the road that spoke about penis enlargements. He asked her what a penis enlargement was. He was about 10 years old. And that's, you know, that's a child being curious about the world around them. But it's a very difficult question for parents to answer. And we're speaking about the importance of your kids looking out at the world and, you know, having questions about the world. Morning, Nikki. Good morning, Gooks, and to all our listeners. Mm-hmm. So why is it so important that kids are curious, even if they are seeing an ad, on, and often these you know, penis enlargement ads on a lamppost or whatever, and they're seeing something and they're asking a question, what is it, how does it mm. work, why does it exist? So this question why, three little words that can drive parents absolutely nuts at times, <laughs> is also a celebration of a sign that your child's inquiring mind is actively engaged. And curiosity is a wonderful precursor to original thought, which is really what the world needs most. So these questions, why, what if, and I wonder, are the driving force for exploration and discovery in childhood. So our key task as a parent is to ensure that we encourage our children to keep this kind of thinking alive so that it becomes a way of being. And this reminds me of when my eldest son was five going uh, into, um, into grade R. And I remember going to the uh, discussion with uh, the, the school where he was going after he'd done the school readiness assessment. And I remember saying to them, this is the child of a thousand questions. This is my why child. (laughs) This is the child who says, I wonder and what if. Mm. And actually, you know, if you think of the world now with, with chat GPT and needing to ask good questions, they call it prompt engineering, we really do need our children to be curious. So what is it that humans can do that computers cannot And we're living in a world where the computational ability and the processing power of computers is growing exponentially all the time. And computers are brilliant at chomping through masses of data and finding patterns. But if our children are to do what computers can't, these are the things that humans do that computers can't. We need our children to think. We need them to create to imagine, to dream, to discover, to question, to relate to other human beings, and to use common sense. So those are some of the things that our children need to grow up being expert at Mm -hmm. in order to compete with computers and machines moving forward. 
And for many parents, then, this often means that they will have to, like you were saying, you know, one of your children is the child of a thousand Christians, uh, your why child. It does then, it sounds like it requires quite a bit of patience from parents. (laughs) But also as a parent, you yourself need to keep your sense of wonder, your sense of curiosity, because if your child is asking you, you know, um, could we live on the moon? Could we live on the sun? You do have to, you have to engage your own curiosity if you're going to kind of participate or meet your child when they, you know, when they are asking a question or they're wondering something. Yes, so this is part of the joy of being a parent because we get quite kind of stayed and stuck and we know everything, don't we? Well, we actually don't. Uh, You don't know what you don't know and what you don't know is far bigger than what you do know. And I'll never forget walking uh, one evening on holiday, pushing the pram with my youngest in the pram, who was a baby at the time, and my four-year-old next to me. It was, it was an evening walk, you know, putting the baby to bed to sleep. <laughs> and the moon was full. And we were walking along and talking about the moon. And I was saying that the moon is very, very far away. And, um, you know, it's very difficult to get to the moon. And my four-year-old turned around to me and said, Oh, no, it's not. You just need a very, very, very long ladder. You see, anything is possible Mm. when you're a child. And that is the beginning of this original thought um, of ideas to solve problems and challenges in the world. And let's face it, our kids are facing a world with depleting resources increasing natural disasters, the growing gap between rich and poor, and our increasing dependence on technology. And so they're the generation who are going to solve the problems we haven't solved yet. (laughs) So we really need to keep this alive. But I think what's important here is how can we as parents support our children's why questions? So I've got a couple of pointers for our parents and our grandparents here today because our grandparents are often very involved in raising children. And they have a lot more patience. You alluded to patience. They have a lot more patience than parents and sometimes more time than parents to engage in these why questions. So thank you to our grandparents out there because I know we have a big, big contingent of grandparents who Mm. listen to this particular segment. I do want to share a WhatsApp before you get into that. Just speaking about grandparents and kind of them having a little bit more time, capacity. Ingrid says, on the subject of children and their curiosity, I was an old-fashioned mother, hence I never entertained my son's questions of curiosity. But now, with my grandchildren, I understand the importance of entertaining their curiosity. I make sure my response is educational or informative to them and that's from ingrid in joburg so to your point Mm. you know parents Mm. being grandparents being very involved but also learning new lessons so maybe as a mother yourself or a father yourself you didn't have as much capacity or bandwidth uh for you know entertaining your child's curiosity but now with your grandchildren you see the benefits um and like ingrid is saying you know wanting to be deliberate about responding informatively uh, or in a way that's educational for them Sure. And, you know, sometimes our children know more than we think. And it's actually their problem-solving ability, being able to connect the dots in their thoughts, 
which is the important process. So you might have a child who keeps asking you a question. You know, maybe, why is, the child, why is the sky blue? Um, you might be at the sea and they go, well, why is there high tide and low tide? And it all depends, of course, on their language ability and how old they are. And it's sometimes really constructive to say, I don't know. What do you think? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And try and get them, like my, my four-year-old said, no, 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 you just need a very long ladder. You know, try and get them to come up with their own solution by connecting the dots themselves. And they may be right, they may be wrong, but you want them to exercise their critical thinking ability based on what they currently do know. So I have a question for everybody who's listening. Can you remember the last idea your child shared with you? Can you actually think back? Maybe it was yesterday. Maybe it was a year ago. Can you remember the last idea your child shared with you? And this is important because we're often quite unconscious. Uh, We are multitasking. We're driving the car. We're thinking about work. Our child's in the back of the car. And they're going, why, why, why? And you kind of shut down. You know, when your child shares their ideas, are you focused or are you thinking of a million and one other things? And this is an important question. Do you know how to be present when you're with your kids and they're babbling on? Because there is great curiosity and wisdom coming out of their mouths often. So please encourage conversation. We need to help our children to make their thinking visible. For them to make their thinking visible, we need to be listening to what's coming out of their mouths. We need to be there to answer their questions or to support them in thinking of answers. So we need to make it safe for them to share their ideas, no matter how wacky they are. Uh, Maybe they want to try tomato sauce on their cornflakes. That's an out-of-the-box thought. Mm -hmm. You know, we we have tomato sauce with other types of corn, Who says we can't have tomato sauce with our cornflakes? And you only have to entertain the idea and let them try once and then to work out it maybe isn't that nice. Mm. But they have to experiment. This is part of curiosity, is trying new things. And then when your child asks you questions, do you just dish out the answer without thinking? Um, Because it's really important not to answer all of your child's questions as they get older but to ask them what they think or what they would do in a certain situation because this teaches them to think and to answer their own questions about life from their own point of view. Otherwise, they become those kinds of children who ask before they even think. So they don't solve their own problems. They, they ask you, they'll continue asking you to solve their problems mm-hmm. uh, or to, to solve their boredom. That's one. They go into their room and they come out and they say, I don't know what to do. I'm so bored. I've got nothing to play with. Meanwhile, they've got a room stacked full of stuff Mm. because they're not resourceful and they're not curious enough to open a box or open a book. And so what happens, and I think it happens to all of us, we kind of lose that, you know, wide-eyed wonder. We stop asking questions. Um, You know, we, we mainly see it in younger children who are curious. Why is the sky blue? Why, you know, why do we do this? How does this work? But as we grow older, as our children even grow older, it seems we, we lose that. And so how does a parent 
keep their child engaged when they lose, you know, the younger years where, because a lot of the questions come from everything still being so new. They've never new, seen yeah. it. They don't, you know, they don't know how it works. They've, they haven't touched, felt or experienced it. But as we grow older, we feel as if, well, we've seen it all. We start, we stop asking or we ask fewer and fewer questions. But then if you start seeing that in your older children, is there a way to get them back to being curious and problem solving and asking the questions? So as your children grow older, of course, they're more engaged in relationships. They have friendships, they have boyfriends, they have girlfriends. There are things going on in the world. So take, for example, you know, one of their friends um, is having an issue. Uh, instead of you pronouncing your understanding of what's going on, why don't you say, well, why do you think this is going on with your friend? Or maybe they have a, a friend who's decided not to be a friend with them anymore. Um, it's it's good practice to help them think through and talk through their thoughts around the issue instead of just shutting the door on it. Um, and it's just really important that we use everyday opportunities to help our children to contribute and ask why and think differently. So here's a very ordinary example. Say you're unpacking the shopping and you accidentally drop the box of eggs. You open the box to find that they're all cracked and leaking, but they're not totally broken. Do you throw them away or do you wonder aloud in front of your children? Oh, no. But look, they're not all broken. What can we do with these? Um, because maybe you can make scrambled eggs or pancakes out of them immediately. You know, it's some little everyday examples where we can engage our kids in helping us to solve last little problems and ask what else could we do with this we've got a box of a dozen broken eggs they're not completely destroyed what could we do with them and that's just a tiny example to foster an environment where curiosity is king mm. and to keep those why questions coming so our listeners can join me on facebook at my parenting matters page where we can continue this conversation because these why questions are important for revolutionizing the world that we live in and making life on this planet more sustainable and more manageable. Often kids are curious about you as a parent, the things you tell them, the rules you give them. So, you know, you might say, you know, it's time for bath time. You know, you need to go bath, you need to go to bed. And your child might say, why? So sometimes the curiosity, the questions are about things you have told them. And mm -hmm. often parents might say, well, because I say so, because that's the way it is. What do you do in the instance where your child is curious about things that you're telling them, especially around rules and structure, and they're trying to understand why certain things have to be a particular way? Mm. How do you respond to that? And is it enough to say, well, because I say so? Well, there are occasions when it's because I say so, but there are other occasions where you open for a conversation. And once again, children are concrete learners. Information means nothing. Experience means far more. So when you're on the road, for example, you can talk about things like, um, you know, we, we drive in this country on the left-hand side of the road. If we didn't have that rule, what might happen? And then you start getting them to talk about, oh, goodness, you know, people would be driving into us because they'd be driving on our side of the road. Well, you see, that's why we have a rule that we have a social society rule that we all agree on to keep us safe. So there are certain rules for safety. There are certain rules 
for our own health, like you mentioned the bath question, or brushing our teeth, because if we don't brush our teeth, the germs come out to play. And then we get holes in our teeth and we have to go to the dentist. So try and explain things through the eyes of your child. What are they experiencing in life right now? Abstract situations are very difficult for them to grasp. So put them in the middle. They really are um, very, um, you know, it's self-centered for a long time. The world revolves around them. Anything that's not about them means nothing. So if you're trying to explain something, put them in the middle of the conversation. Nikki, as always, it's good to chat to you. Thank you so much for your time this morning. That's a pleasure and a very happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers out there. We really love you and appreciate you. Happy Mother's Day to you too, Nikki. Thank you so much. And you, Googs. And so we will be back with another parenting feature next week. If there's a question you'd like for Nikki to tackle, do send me an email. It's googs at 702.co.za.